Uh, welcome to uh, February. Uh, and it, it, it's not just the second month of the year, but it also means that, uh, and some of y'all don't know about this, not only is January over, but our 31 days of fasting and prayer as a church is officially, right, officially over. And uh, I, I love this. Somebody mentioned this at our Seek and Sing gathering on Wednesday, and it was so good. And, and they basically said, those of you who didn't fast, all right, or those of you who uh, uh, struggled or failed in their fasting, listen, uh, if you are a Christian, that means if you trust in Jesus, uh, Romans 8, 1 is yours, all right? It says there is no condemnation, no judgment for those of you who are in Christ Jesus. For those of you who have uh, uh, collapsed on the cross and trust in Jesus alone, it doesn't matter how much you fast or how much you pray. Look, God sees you as perfect in his son, right? He does not look at you if you're a Christian based on your performance, but he looks at you based on Jesus' performance on the cross. That's why Jesus says, it is finished. So we don't fast and not do this and do that to get brownie points with God. Listen, the only brownie point with God is the cross of Jesus Christ. And so be set free when you don't read your Bible like you should or fast like you should. There is grace in Christ for you. And so uh, be freed up from that. Uh, but I don't know if it was you, but maybe it was just me. It seemed like this year... Um, that there was, like, more people uh, in 2020, like, fasting something. Uh, I'm, like, all over the place. Did, did y'all see that? Somebody seemed like it just wasn't, it was like this church, that church, fasting this, fast, social media fast, Daniel fast, financial fast, sugar fast. Uh, and that's good. And I think it's because uh, we fasted because we wanted to start 2020 off uh, right, okay? It's a new decade. We want to start it off literally on the right foot, right, as we walk with God. Those of us who are Christians, we fast in January to start 2020 off on the right foot as we walk with God because we don't, we're done, we, we, we're tired of the traps, right, and, and the snares and the idols and the distractions that held us back in the last decade, and we started off 2020 fasting, putting some things aside that distract us from uh, enjoying and walking with God. And, uh, and so in January, some of us, including myself, fasted, uh, a.k.a., also known as, uh, we uh, got serious about obeying Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. So I, I want you to look at that. We'll look at some different verses today, but uh, turning your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, please look under your seat. If you see somebody looking under the seat, please help them out. Love on them. Uh, give them a Bible. And turn in that Bible to page 585, all right? Turn in that Bible to page 585. And uh, while you're turning, um, I see Mike and Jordan Cook. Is that Mike and Jordan Cook? with uh, a, a baby Maddie in the house. Let's celebrate, come on now. The cooks in the house, happy February. They say we coming on Black History Month, I hear you. Coming back, <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two. 
Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm so glad y'all are listening because I, I don't have much to say. But fasting is also a way to obey Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Let me read it to you. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, stop right there. That means, okay, this is a picture of a relay race. Any, any athletes in the house? Any athletes? All right, all right. A few people. All right, all right. So this is a picture of a relay race. This verse says, uh, 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 the writer is saying, okay, th- there's a lot of people that ran after Jesus to spread his fame and to live for him, and they're in heaven now, all right? And now this, 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 these two verses are a picture of a relay race. All right, Moses and all them and grandma and all them, they're gone now, but they're clapping. And now if you're alive and you're a Christian, you've been given a, a gospel baton to live for Jesus and to spread him. All right, so it says in verse 1, now that you are surrounded by all these witnesses, what you, what you got to do? Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus. All right, so you're in a race, Christian. You've been given a baton by the old school saints. They're done. They're in heaven. And now it says you're running. I'm running after Jesus, and I'm running to tell people about Jesus. But guess what? There's some things that hold me up. There's some things that distract me because i got an enemy that don't want me to do that. So what he uses are things called sins. Things that don't honor God and hurt you and others or weights that are not necessarily sinful, but they slow you down. Fasting helps to lay aside weights that slow you down. And so um, as we approach the end of the fast, I got excited, Danny, not because uh, the fast was over, but because uh, and we may have that slide of uh, the new series coming up. I got excited. Can you throw that up? This is why I got excited, because uh, uh, we got a new series coming up, y'all. All Jesus, everything through the book of Colossians. So, uh, look, man, we're going to have to move into the gym because it, I pray that you invite more people than this, because this series I really believe all Jesus, everything is going to bless and transform your life. And I was so excited to start this on the first Sunday of February. But then I heard the spirit whisper to me, the fast ain't over. Some of y'all are like, uh-oh, we're going to fast. What? No, that's on you, brother. He ain't whispered that to me. <laughs> the fast over for me. <laughs> but he whispered. The fast ain't over. Now, let me tell you, he said it's just the beginning because he says fasting is a lifestyle that I've called my people to. And, son, I want you to talk about that for one more Sunday. Then we'll move into all Jesus. I say, yes, Lord. Because, listen, commands like we just read from Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, they're not temporary. All right, they're not temporary commands that seem appropriate to obey in January during the fast, right? It's January. I'm going to lay it down. The Lord said lay it down. I'm running. It's January. This thing's been distracting me. I got to get my year off to a healthy start. I'm going to put the sweets down, and I'm going to put the media down, and I'm, it's January. Look, this is not a temporary command, the Lord says. 
Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 is a permanent command for our joy. Listen, that we are to obey every day, y'all. So, so watch this. When the Holy Spirit convicts you of that specific sin, let's call it a chain. I, brought, I, I, I went in a barn and found, let's call it, this, 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 this is a, a, a really sad, real uh, uh, reality, y'all. Like, like this is what sin does, right? right? It changes you. It changes you up. Now, now, you can think you blinking with it. You're like, no, nah, man, it ain't changing me. But then all of a sudden, it's like, ah, ah, wait up. See, the devil wants you to think, give me my bling. Oh, give me. But, but, but the devil, sin, watch out, uh-oh, sin will choke you. And so the Bible says, watch this, lay aside the sin that keeps you from walking with the Lord and enjoying Jesus. It says, it says, guess what it says? It says, watch this. Look, youngsters, youngsters, lay it down. Lay it down. Be done with it completely with the Holy Spirit's help, right? In community. That sin is a poisonous snake. Lay it down, y'all. Whatever that sin is that does not honor the Lord, God is calling you. Lay it down. Don't go pick it up because it's February. Oh, it's February. I'm, I'm good. I'm good now, boy. I mean, and we, we get tricked because we're like, hey, you know, you know, I ain't really, you know, I ain't really done that in a while, you know, so it ain't that bad. Then we start kicking, kicking it around a little bit, playing with it. Then like, you know what? It still got some bling to it. You know, it choked me last time, but maybe this time it won't. Look, look, it's, it's not a one time thing. This sin needs to be it's, lay it down. Watch this, in the same way, not just sin, but it says, wait, when, when the Holy Spirit highlights your favorite weight, all right, now this ain't sin, this is that distraction, right, that this is the distraction that slows you down, right, right, uh, uh, the stuff that we fast, like TV, food, media, phone, the, the non-sinful things that distract us, watch this, it says, Lay it down. Now, now, now watch this. Some of us need to lay down our distractions for life. That's it's a double meaning. For life. Meaning for your lifetime, duration, and for life. The quality of true life in Jesus. Some of us need to lay down the things that aren't necessarily sinful so that you can have life. Some of us need to lay it down and leave it down. Like, like I'm done with that. I'm done with it. We need to treat our weights. Sometimes we need to treat our weights like a breakup of an abusive relationship. And the Lord whispered this to me, Quita. She said, he said, tell them the idols in their life, it's like an abusive relationship. And I never thought about it like that. Idols, 
things that aren't necessarily sinful, but they take over our life. Even human relationships, dating that person, being with that person, this friendship, anything that you feel like you have to have is an idol. Anything that you feel like you can't live without is an idol. Anything that you move into when you're going through a storm, Quita taught us a few weeks ago, it's an idol. And some of us need to break up with that abusive relationship with that thing that keeps distracting you from God. So you need to be like, hey, yo, idol, I'm done with you. We through. All right, all right. You always take me further than I want to go. We done, all right? You look good at first. You smell good at first. You're, you're fine and all of that. And then you come and get me. We breaking up. You always lead me to sin, and you pull me away from the lover of my soul. And so guess what, idol? I'm done with you. Leave it. Because let's be honest, y'all. Can I see your eyes? We're just going to be real, all right? Keep it 100. 100. Look, look, this is what I wrote down. Most of us, I ain't talking about the deep spiritual mature ones. I'm, I'm talking about the rest of us. Most of us are too weak. Let me speak to, for myself. Okay, y'all ain't no amens in the house. Sorry. I'm too weak to go back to the things that I fast from without them quickly becoming an idol again. That's just me. I'm just too weak. Some of the stuff got to be done. So let me help you. Uh, uh, let me give you two, two categories real quick. Crucify. Can you say crucify? And modify. Okay, so, so some of the things that you give up that you fast, some of the things you got to crucify. It. All right, right. That means you never go back to it again. Like in my life, it was TV. Like, like I, would, I would say, I'm done with TV. You know, it's taking up my time. I got too much stuff to do. I want to hear well done. And then I go back and go back. And then I'm like, I got to crucify. We done. Got the TV. And I was about to smash it. And my wife said, you know, we said we're going give it, to give it away <laughs> to, 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 the, to, to the youth ministry in Minneapolis 10 years ago. It's like, ain't had a TV since. Just But then other things we modify. Right, right. You may go back to it but with new radical restrictions that help you to guard your heart from it. Like, like first, first, first John 5, 21 says, little children, guard your heart from idols. So some of the stuff you like, I'm done with that. I'm going to crucify it. But other stuff that's not necessarily sinful, you modify it. You go back to it, but you got some restrictions. You got some limits. Like, 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 I'm going to pick Mac my phone up, but look, 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 uh, uh, YouTube, the app gone. Restrictions, right, right, on my phone it says beeline at 859. That means at 859, I'm done. Like, I don't know the things that you need to crucify and be done with, the things that you need to modify, but you need to pray about that. Because it, it's not a one-time thing, y'all. This is a lifestyle. Look, the verbs in Hebrews 12 are, pre get a little deep here, present tense con uh, continual in Greek. Present tense continual. That means that it's not talking about a one-time thing. This is keep laying it down. 
down and keep looking to Jesus. Keep laying it down. The life of a Christian is continuing to lay it down and look to Jesus, lay it down and look to Jesus. This is not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. Can somebody say lifestyle? Okay, okay. If you won't listen to me, then, Danny, let's throw up the Luke 9, 23. I, I got some verses for you. Look at what Jesus says. This is what Jesus said in Luke 9, verse 23. We got it? Maybe. There we go. And he said to all, Jesus speaking, if anyone would come after me, like he, he don't discriminate, y'all. He said anybody. Black, white, rich, poor, pretty, not as pretty, a lot of hair, no hair, I'm Hallelujah. If anybody would come after me, watch. He says, let him deny himself, take up his cross. Watch this. What's the next word? Daily. And follow me. Did you hear that? Every day. If, if you want to go to heaven, that's what it means to be a disciple. If you want to follow the most glorious person in the universe, then you got to deny yourself daily. Pick up your cross, identify with Jesus' blood, and follow him. This is every day, y'all. At City of Joy, we're not about Sunday. Lord, catch us on State Street. Lord, catch us. Catch us all around. Catch us at the CAC. Catch us in the neighborhood. Lord, please catch us texting each other to encourage each other. Catch us praying with each other because, look, God is not about Sunday Christianity. Daily. Can you say daily? We don't fast in January. Look, Jesus is calling us to a lifestyle of fasting. He says, watch this. He says, daily deny yourself. Say no to yourself over and over again. Like, what kind of crazy people do that? They're called Christians. Deny yourself. Keep saying no. No, I don't need that. No, that ain't good for me. No, I'm good, man. No, I'm good. Uh-uh, I'm good. No. Like, he says, deny yourself. And watch this. But daily, you say no, but you also, here's the better part, you say yes. He says, follow me. Like, like, I get to say no to me so that I can follow him. Christianity is not mainly about what we say no to, but it's who we say yes to. Say yes to Jesus, my king. Say yes to Jesus, my Lord. Say yes to Jesus, my way maker. My miracle worker, my promise, keep my light in the darkness, saying yes to Jesus Christ. This is a lifestyle, y'all. Only the devil. Only the devil. Only the deceptive devil, listen, can make a phone look more beautiful than the Savior. Only the deceptive devil can make a social media binge look better than the one who made yourself. Only the deceptive devil 
can make a night spent binging Netflix seem better than a night spent uh, uh, worshiping the God who made your soul. Only the devil is a deceiver, y'all. He a con artist. His job is to make the things of this world that we tragically saw a, a week ago today in Kobe's life. He makes the things of this world that can be gone in an instant like we gotta have it. That's his job. But Jesus says, deny yourself. Say no to the things that, that God's not pleased with in your life. And God will make room for a greater yes as you follow him. Look at your idol and you tell it. One thing have I desired of the Lord. This is what I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to, to look upon his beauty and to dwell up in his presence. Look at your favorite distraction and tell it, you know, uh, 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 better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. Look at the thing that's getting your attention the most and tell it, in the Lord's presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures forever more. So don't get it twisted, y'all. Being a Christ follower is not mainly about denying yourself. It's about following your Savior. It's not mainly about taking up your cross, but it's about loving the one who died on the cross. It's not mainly about what you leave. Being a follower of Christ is mainly about who you find. It's not mainly about saying no to the lesser stuff, y'all. It's about saying yes to the greater one. Look, being a Christ follower is not mainly about laying down your sins and your chains. Verse 2 tells us in Hebrews 12, it's mainly about looking at Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. Because if you leave the chains long enough, you'll understand that he is better. He is better. Listen to Proverbs 15, 15. It says, quote, all the days of the afflicted are evil. But the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. He said you have a continual feast. When Jesus saves you. He climbs on the inside of you, and he turns your heart into a buffet of blessings that this world knows nothing about. That's why he told the woman in John 4, her idol was relationships with men. Somebody should have said amen on that one. I'll say it again because you in here. Woman at the well, wherever you are. Man at the well. We got some men at the well, too. Her idol was sexual relationships. And she met Jesus. And everything changed. And he said, woman, if you knew who I was, you would come and ask me to fill you up. He said, didn't you know that when somebody meets me, I put a river on the inside of them so that they never have to go outside of me and them for satisfaction again, woman? He is the satisfier of our souls. 
In other words, I just put it this way. The Lord is calling us to continual worship. Not because it's January. Not I'm going to fast for a week. Not, no, continual worship. I wanted to study the word walk, but that's another time. One of, the, one, of, one of New Testament's favorite verbs for the Christian life is walk. It's step by step, step by step. Walk in love, walk in humility, walk in the spirit. It's a walk, y'all. It ain't a run, it ain't a pace. It's, a, it's, a, it's step by step, like looking to Jesus, letting him handle your burdens, t- casting all your weights onto him. This is a walk. It's continual Worship. Got a few verses that really highlight the fact that this is a continual walk, and then we'll be done. But let's let's walk through some of these. Um, Psalm one hundred five. Put that one up there, bro, if you can. All right. It says, um, "Can you read that with me? Can y'all see that? Ready? Go. Seek the Lord and His strength." Seek his presence. Continue. Leave that up there. You see that? That's like my life passion, Dante. That's my life passion. It says seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. You need some strength? Yeah, you need some strength. How in the world you going to break the chains? You need some strength. It says seek the Lord. He'll give you strength to throw the chains away. And then it says seek his presence. Seek his presence. But I thought his presence was on Sunday morning. Oh, no. Seek his, his presence is with you everywhere if you are in Christ. It says seek his presence continually. Continually seeking his presence. Watch this. It means that if you're seeking him continually, then you're also leaving things continually. Because you can't seek something without leave, leaving something. If I go seek Mark, I got to leave James. If I go to seek James, I got to leave Mark. Like the Christian life is a continual pursuit of leaving the lesser and seeking the greater. You're continually saying, Lord, I want your presence, Lord. Lord, you're better than everything in this world. Lord, I need you. It's a continual thing, but not just that. Look at this other verse. Look at this theme. Psalm 34, verse 1. Watch this. Watch this. It says, Uh, At the bottom there, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. You see that theme? It's not about once a year. It's not about January. It's not about Sunday morning. If you really know him, you know that he's worthy of continual praise when I feel like it and when I don't. When I'm upset with my family, when I'm not, when I feel bad, when I feel good, if I'm in the valley, if I'm on the mountain, no matter where I am, at all times, Lord, teach me to continue to praise you and to bless you. That is a learned behavior. He says, I will bless the Lord at all. Not I feel. Like, 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 like that verse does not say, I feel blessed the Lord at all times. And his, no, 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 I will. It's a decision. It's a resolve. Like, you know what? 
you know, when I played sports, man, we, we just had some resolves. Like, we winning today. Like, the game ain't even started, though. What you talking about? No, we going undefeated. Like, there's some resolves that you make before the game even starts. David says, I'm going to bless him before anything happens in my life. He's so good that I'm going to continually bless the Lord. I remember, uh, I remember a friend of mine. Uh, back back, uh, back in a uh, black Baptist church that I was a part of. Ain't no preaching like in a black Baptist church. That brother took that verse and he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise will continually be in my mouth. And then he told the people, he threw me off. He said, that means uh, that God wants a Rolex praise. I was like, a Rolex praise? Where you see that at in that verse? He said, oh, no, y'all don't understand. Some of y'all don't know what a Rolex is. Y'all too broke. But a Rolex, the thing about a Rolex, and I didn't notice that the second hand on a Rolex goes around. All the other cheap watches tick like this. But the second hand on a Rolex, it continues to go and it doesn't tick. That brother said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Give me a Rolex, praise the Lord. Hey, hey, that ain't bad right there. Rolex praise. Not because you're worthy, but because he's worthy. Watch this, watch this. Leviticus, go to Leviticus, a few more. Now watch this, listen, listen. This is uh, 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 the Old Testament, right? And in the sanctuary, you got to understand, in the Old Testament, they had the brazen altar, the outer courts, they entered the gates. And when you entered the gates of the Old Testament sanctuary, there was a brazen altar where the people had to sacrifice on. It was the priest's responsibility, watch this, to keep the fire of worship going at all times. The fire, they kept putting wood in the fire. And so... The verse says in Leviticus 6, 13, fire, the Lord says, shall be kept burning on the altar. How, how often? Continually. He said, keep putting wood in that altar. Keep putting wood in that fire because I'm worthy of continual worship. So as people brought their lambs and their goats, the priests kept putting wood in the fire because the Lord said, don't let the fire of worship go out. Don't let it be on just the Sabbath. It can't just be on Tuesday. I want the fire to keep on going. Listen, don't let the fire of worship go out. Continue to put the wood of prayer, the wood of praise, the wood of the word. Remember last summer? Stay lit. The disciplines of prayer and confession and journaling and the body of Christ because the Lord wants continual worship. He says, seek his presence continually. Not just Sunday, y'all. He's worthy of every day. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. He says, the fire of worship on the altar of your heart. Keep putting wood of scripture and praise and fellowship because I'm worthy of a nonstop flame. And I hear somebody saying, I can't do that. You're right. But if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. And the Bible says in Jeremiah, he's the fire shut up in my bones. 
The Bible says in Matthew 3, there's one that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Acts chapter 2, the church was praying, and what came down? Fire! You can't keep your worship going, but God in you can. The Holy Spirit of God can keep your heart blessing him even with tears coming down your face. The Holy Spirit of God can keep you praising him even when you get a bad doctor's report. The Holy Spirit of God will keep you praising him even at the funeral. I will bless the Lord at all times. Not me, Lord, but the holy flame of the Holy Ghost in me. He's calling us to continue a worship. And you don't have to do it. You have to let him do it through you because he's always burning. God don't sleep. The Holy Spirit in you don't sleep. He wants to keep the worship burning. Quita taught us this one. Last two and we're done. Quita taught us this verse. Um, Hebrews 13. Watch this. Through him, Jesus, let us what? Oh, y'all ain't with me. Help me out now. I'm trying to be faithful to the Bible. Uh, through him, let us what? Jesus. Through Jesus. Right, right. Through the blood of Jesus. That's all. That's how it's going to happen. Through Jesus, y'all. Remember I said it's because his spirit. Look, Jesus can help you. Jesus is your only hope for living this continual lifestyle. I'm so glad, Tori, that that verse says, through him, I can do all things. That don't mean that you're going to win the baseball game. I can do Philippians 4.13. I can, you know, okay, that's fine. But this is talking about I can do things that don't seem normal, like bless him even though I'm hurting. It says through him. Then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. A sacrifice of praise. You know, on that brazen altar, they used to bring a lamb. And they had to put that on. But now that the lamb of God has come, what do we bring? We bring a praise. We bring a praise into his presence. Don't come into his presence without a praise in your mouth. Don't come into his presence without a thank you in your mouth. Don't come into his presence without a bless you, Lord. It would look crazy in the Old Testament. Somebody just coming in like, yeah, what's up, y'all? How you doing? All right, preacher. It's like, what, what, what? You empty-handed, bro. You, you getting struck down, condemned. You don't come to God empty-handed. God has given us Jesus, and we get to come to him, not just on Sundays. When you wake up in the morning, say, thank you, Lord. When you go into the shower, say, praise you, God. When you have your food on the table, say, I bless you, Lord. When you get on your car or the bus, say, thank you, God. Pray to him and say, Lord, help me to have Rolex praise because you're always worthy. Lord, help me to continually bless you because you're always worthy. Yeah. 
Lord, help me to break up with my abusive, idle relationship because it's keeping me from blessing you, Lord. Help me to throw aside the chains because they're keeping me from blessing you, Lord. I was made to bless you at all times, God. Deny yourself. Say, no, 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 no. Pick up your cross. Follow him into this life of continual worship. Last verse, and we're going to just respond to the Lord, whatever he's saying to you. Romans chapter 12. So what do we do? What do we do? Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God. Can you say mercies? mercies. See, that's one of the reasons why we're not walking into continual worship. You, maybe you, you ain't encountered his mercies. He says, when you encounter his mercies, this is what you do. You present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. When you know you deserve hell, And Jesus stepped in and died in your place. That's called mercy. You live a life of continual worship. When you know that you deserve to be judged because of your attitude, what you said, what you thought, what you didn't do, but Jesus died for you, that's mercy. Mercy motivates continual worship. Mercy, when you, when you realize that God is so kind, you should have died in the car accident. You should have got shot, right? You, you, you could have been like, our, 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 man, you could have been like Kobe. You could have went down, but you're still alive. You realize that mercy is the only thing that explains your life. Then you give yourself to him. You say, here I am, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. You gave me oxygen. That's mercy. I'm giving you myself. Lord, you gave me food. That's mercy. I'm giving you myself. Lord, you gave me February 2nd, 2020. I'm giving you myself. You're worthy of continual worship. Lay my life down. I'm yours. Look, the Lord is calling you to give him your life. Look, he gave you all of him on the cross. And if you have him, you have all of him. The problem is he doesn't have all of you, Kempton. And so sometimes we need that crisis time. Well, we just had like a Sunday morning like this. We need that time to just say, Lord, I'm yours. You made me. You saved me. You gave me yourself on that bloody cross. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, forgive me for my idols. Forgive me for my distractions. Lord, I need your strength. I need your strength. I just want to walk with you. There's a guy in the Bible. 
name Enoch. <laughs> and uh, I called my wife this week, or I texted her, I think, because I, I ran into Enoch in, in Genesis 5.24. And the verse said this, Vante, it said, Enoch walked with the Lord, and then he disappeared because God took him away. I was like, wow, the brother didn't even die. Like he's one of the only ones in the Bible, him and Elijah, I think, that never died. That just went straight to heaven. And it says his testimony was he walked with the Lord in continual worship. And no joke, you can ask my wife. I texted her and I said, babe, what you think if I change my name to Enoch? She put a, a emoticon with thumbs down and laughing and all that. Maybe I could be like P. Diddy and just change my middle name. His name changed it to love, I heard. I, what about Kempton Enoch Turner? Sound good. He said sound good. Listen. I want that to be on my tombstone. I want it to be true. Kempton walked with God. He wasn't perfect. Fell down a lot. Had some change that thought it was blinging and it choked him. Had some idols in his life that he kept trying to run from. But Kempton's passion was to enjoy unbroken fellowship one step at a time with sweet Jesus. He walked with God. That's what the Lord is calling you into.